Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Tuesday, March 1st. And joining me once again is our Money Watch editor and our foreign affairs analyst, Jason Brooks. Um, there's so much going on. I do appreciate you giving me just a few minutes of your time. Where we sit right now as we record this here on Tuesday, it's 1134 in the morning. Uh, after the end of last week and even yesterday, people were encouraged by the way the markets were responding to things abroad. We've seen a bit of a sell-off today, to maybe put it mildly. Give me the state of kind of where the market is. As we're about, what, an hour and a half away from closing, uh, it's been pretty volatile. Yeah, volatile is the perfect word, Matt. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to get a gauge on where the market is going to go. Uh, the situation in Ukraine is so fluid, and we truly don't know where this is going to go. Uh, frankly, I've been somewhat amazed that the market has held on as well as it has over the past week, given that uncertainty. Uh, but it did rally a bit last week. Uh, it was a bit perplexing as far as I was concerned. Mm -hmm. But we are seeing a bit more of that reality come to fore today. And a, a big reason behind that is the price of oil. Yeah. Oil right now is trading at its highest level since 2014. Uh, can easily surge past that uh, with just adding a few more cents. Uh, U.S. West Texas Intermediate trading well above 100 $100 a barrel. It's mainly because of market fears over global supplies. Mm -hmm. uh, Russia pumps out a lot of oil and a lot of natural gas. And despite all the sanctions that the West has leveled against Russia, they have not touched Russia's oil and natural gas exports, mainly because they understand what the impact will be on the economy. We already see high inflation. Mm -hmm. We already have really high gas prices. Europe gets most uh, most of its natural gas from Russia. Uh, so these these are critical issues for economies around the world. And if that supply gets hampered, if there are sanctions on Russian oil and natural gas, we could see the price rise even more. Um, the U.S. and 30 other nations have agreed to release some oil from strategic reserves, about 60 million barrels. It sounds like a lot. It is a lot, but that's equal to about six days of Russian output. Oh, my goodness. So it's wow. really not a lot when wow. you really look at it from that um, perspective. And we're already dealing with really high inflation. This has been a big issue in this country affecting our economy. Federal Reserve has been incredibly concerned about it. Uh, the Fed has been getting ready to start raising interest rates at its, it, its meeting this month. It's meeting this month. It's expected to raise interest rates. But now you've got this prospect of the war and what that's going to do with the economy. And so it's raising questions on what the Fed can do. But inflation is only going to go higher if the price of oil goes up. Energy prices make up a big chunk of overall inflation. And there's no signs of that cooling down right now. So last night, 
on the Rachel Maddow show on on MSNBC, and I'll have to paraphrase what she said, but uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was on, and for a number of reasons, it's a pretty fascinating conversation because as Secretary of State in the in Obama's first term, that the main foreign policy focus at that time was the reset with Russia, right? Mm-hmm. She spent a lot of time with Sergei Lavrov mm-hmm. and over in Europe and with the Russians, v- acutely, intimately familiar with the situation. Um, obviously, Vladimir Putin didn't want her to be president, and we, mm-hmm. you know, know what happened uh, there. But one of the things she brought up was cryptocurrency, mm. and that being a, a place where Vladimir Putin specifically, but some of the oligarchs and other mm-hmm. Russian uh, interests may find a bit of a safe haven for some of these assets that are subject to future sanctions. If they haven't already been seized up or they've been locked out of them, that this could be crypto could be a place where they hide those. And we've seen crypto skyrocket, especially in the last week since the invasion. Mm-hmm. Why would crypto be a place where if you're a, a bad guy of any sort, you'd want to stash your money? Because crypto, too, is very volatile. It's incredibly volatile. But, but the key there, crypto is not regulated. I mean, it it, it's not regulated. It's not tied to SWIFT or any other global banking systems. Sure, you could trade in Bitcoin futures on the stock market. That's possible. But it, it's an unregulated source of money that's out there. Uh, Russia happens to be one of the biggest countries, if not the biggest now, uh, maybe with the U.S., when it comes to crypto mining. Mm. Uh, tremendous amount of resources poured into mining cryptocurrency in Russia, even though Russia has had a very... Our erstwhile relationship with crypto, uh, Russia's central bank uh, and Russia's uh, finance ministry have had divided opinions on whether or not they think crypto is good. Um, other countries, such as China, which had tremendous crypto mining operations, have gone after crypto. Uh, China s- believes that crypto mining is a tremendous waste of energy and, and it hurts the environment. Uh, China also sees that crypto could be used for illicit means. Yeah. And it's really hard to control that. China likes to control their economy and, and crypto offers a way around that. And so China has enacted to uh, to ban crypto. It, it's, it's not very pleased with crypto, whereas that does offer an out for uh, whether it's Putin or the oligarchs or Russian companies, a way to move money possibly around. It's not just Bitcoin. It could be Ethereum, Dogecoin, Litecoin. I mean, there are so many different kinds of cryptocurrencies available. It's not regulated. So you, you really can't do anything to sanction crypto until there are regulations written around crypto. It's a very right. interesting problem. It caught my attention because I'd been keeping, I'd been noticing the, the spike in, in crypto value. Uh, up at near forty-five thousand dollars over the uh, for a, a single unit of Bitcoin, at least uh, over the weekend, uh, as we speak, we we just took a look at it before we started recording. It's up over forty-four thousand. Mm-hmm. As the market plummets, it's going up. Is that because investors are saying, okay, well, let me just you know tuck some in here because the market uh, because of the market volatility, or is there a reason why we're seeing crypto go up while the market is? doing what it's doing right now. It's very interesting because we saw the market struggling leading up to this invasion. The market's mm-hmm. had some rough moments and cryptocurrency was pulling back too. It's, it's yeah. considered a very risky asset. And when there's uncertainty in the market, uh, investors pull their money out of risky assets, stocks, cryptocurrency being one of them. They poured into safe havens like gold, bonds, things like that. So the fact that cryptocurrency is rising while the stock market's falling, uh, that's going against what the recent narrative has said. Uh, what that would tell me, perhaps, is that there are 
people of means in Russia pouring their money into Bitcoin as a safe haven for them right now uh, because Bitcoin is going up when it, it theoretically should have been going down. I can't confirm that, obviously, uh, but it, it's certainly an interesting theory. It just goes against the, the, the trends, both short term and long term, that we've come to know about cryptocurrency and the stock market. Absolutely. And, and you know, the thing about that, um, it may be going up, but as you mentioned, crypto is very, yeah. very volatile. Uh, and it, it, it's easily, not easily, but hackers have gotten in there many times, have stolen tremendous amounts of Bitcoin and, and other kinds of cryptocurrency. Um, and, and, you know, if Russian oligarchs were pouring all their money into Bitcoin or other cryptos, they could be subject to that. Yeah, You see the hacker group Anonymous that's been uh, mm. shutting down Russian websites. It's been uh, taking over Russian media sites and showing Western media. There's no reason why a, a hacker group, somebody like that, could not break into crypto and, and steal Bitcoin from, from Russian holders, too. I don't, think we've heard, I don't think we've heard the last of, no, of, not of at all. the Bitcoin element in this conversation. Since the last time we chatted here on the podcast last week, which was the day after uh, the invasion began, are you surprised that Russia has not made more strides? I think we're all around the world, very inspired by the resistance that the Ukrainians are putting up. A lot of people encouraged about the, what the West is doing to, to sort of isolate Russia. But at the end of the day, Russia has a very large military, and they haven't been able to get the progress, I think, that they expected. Are you surprised by that? And what does it mean that Russia is now, what, six days in, and they haven't penetrated Kiev yet? It is interesting. Uh, I am surprised, like most others, at, at the tremendous resolve and bravery of yeah. Ukrainians, uh, not just the military, but just the average citizens that Absolutely. are picking up Kalashnikovs and other weapons and helping out the military on the front lines. Training themselves on the spot. It's, Absolutely it's incredible. Pretty, Seeing people yeah. throwing Molotov cocktails at, out of their car windows yeah. at armored vehicles. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine doing something like that. Uh, it is surprising to see the Russian military have so many struggles. Uh, Kiev is not that far from the border of Belarus, where Russia did uh, launch one of its axes of advance, and it continues to struggle outside there. It, uh, a number of military analysts have come up with a, a, a host of reasons behind that. Poor tactics, uh, unmotivated soldiers and officers. We've seen a number of Russian soldiers surrender. But we're also now seeing greater numbers of Russian troops pour into Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, they've resorted to tactics that I think many people expected early on, uh, indiscriminate shelling of cities. Kharkiv has oh. been hammered consistently for the past two days. Now Kiev is getting hammered. Uh, it's longer range. It's artillery. It's missiles, air attacks, uh, things meant to degrade the morale of Ukrainians. Um, they're not any closer to taking these city centers, but I think the Russians are learning that sending in combat patrols has been very unsuccessful. They've been cut off and destroyed um, by Ukrainian defenders. But I, I think we'll start to see Russia turn to tactics it's done elsewhere, whether it's Syria, whether it's Chechnya, whether it was Georgia when they invaded. Uh, they just indiscriminately shell civilian areas, right. city infrastructures, and it, it seems that Putin is enraged by the slow progress and more than likely wants to teach the Ukrainians a lesson right now. Jason Brooks, great insight as always. Do appreciate your time. And uh, you guys can uh, keep tabs on what Jason is keeping tabs on. At Brooks, KCBS Radio is uh, the Twitter handle. Very active. I follow. I enjoy your, your Twitter feed. Appreciate Many thanks. It, as Many always. thanks, Matt. Appreciate and it. And Jason's... Uh, 
you're on at 5.30 every morning with Holly on the morning news. 5 o'clock, 5 a.m. Okay, 5 a.m. I don't mean to shortchange you. (laughs) Even more reason why why I, I have to turn you loose. Thank you, Jason. All right, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day. We'd love to be part of your daily routine. You can subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you listen. And we are on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 